Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot to get to today. David, you want to start here? Um, talking about Kamala Harris trying to, well, do her best to help a, a town heal? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there are still a lot of outstanding questions when it comes to the July 4th parade massacre in Highland Park, Illinois. The suspect has now, well, we don't have to call him a suspect anymore because he's confessed to murdering now seven people. Um, and there are a lot of questions about, you know, his parents, about his upbringing. His dad apparently vouched for him in getting what's called a firearm owner's ID card in the state of Illinois. Yeah, that's uh, probably the big question. How did that guy get a gun? Yeah. And it's dad helped him. Even though he had a history of uh, talking about violence, the cops actually showed up at their house one, uh, a couple years ago to take away a collection of knives and a sword and whatnot. Think but, about that for a second. Because he said he wanted to kill everybody. Yeah. Right? Talking about the family. Yeah. So they took all these knives away. How many knives? Uh, wasn't it like 19 or something? Yeah, 19. I mean, it was a cache of weapons. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you're talking about red flag, red flag laws, the big fear, which is understandable, is that, well, man, all of a sudden, like a crazy ex, somebody could say, yeah, there's no way you should have a gun because he did A, B, and C, could make up something. And then a person that should be able to rightfully purchase a firearm can't do it. That's the fear. Yeah. This is a case where cops go to the house and take knives after he threatens to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And he can buy the gun. That might be a problem. <clears throat> yeah, and, and part of that is because the dad vouched for him. Because dad's over Who there. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> right. That means the dad is an idiot. Yes. Golly, that's terrible. And so, yes, a lot of questions. I know we'll get into more of that a little bit later. But Kamala Harris was there to heat. Yeah. Well, you know, because right, oh you gosh. need somebody like Kamala Harris to come in and help calm these uh, unsteady waters. And so here is Kamala Harris doing what she does worst. Okay. I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. Uh, This is an incredibly tight community. I know that. And um, there is no question that this experience is something that is going to linger in terms of the trauma. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Okay, that needs to stop. Okay, we need a Kamala flag law immediately. <laughs> She can't help anybody heal. There's nothing that she said there that helped anybody. That's a photo op. It's disgusting. I mean, we could take that a bit piece by piece, or we could just make fun of it. 
I'll go whichever way you guys want to go. Now let's go piece by piece here. Yeah, and it's stunning to me, though, that you have someone whose entire career has been built in politics that doesn't have the ability to speak. It's astounding. It's astounding. Yes. Uh, We'll start here. I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. Uh, This is an incredibly tight community. I know that. If you knew that. Why would you say hold each other tight? Kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Of course it does. And um, there is no question that this experience is something that is going to linger in terms of the trauma. I think everybody understands that. Yes. Master of the obvious again. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward. Excuse me? What was that we're, sentence again? We're deal with it. Yeah. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward. And we'll deal with what we need to, we deal, to with deal with in moving. terms of also mm-hmm. as we move forward. Move forward. Yeah. Yep. She's bad at this, man. Oh, how, dude. how hard is it? Honestly, it's like, I listen, I, I haven't been in politics my entire life. I, I'm just wondering how hard is it to be a human being and just show up and say, hey, look, we're here to listen to your stories. Our, our hearts and prayers go out to you. I mean, yep. I know you can't say prayers or it's hard for you to say prayers because right. you spent so many years downplaying that. Mm-hmm. We go out there and you just say, hey, look, we're praying for you. I just want to be here and listen to your stories. And we're going to try to do something to prevent tragedies like this from happening ever again. But I mean, yeah, just to be there, we're yeah. here to listen. It goes back to something you said earlier, though, about her, Jamie, and that is she takes these measured approaches because she thinks history over quarter is some deep thinker with all these wonderful quotations. She's 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 up there thinking she's going to say something extremely profound. And in her head, I'm sure it sounds that way. I guess. I mean, how do you explain that? It's it's happened time and time again. It doesn't get better. No, of course not. It doesn't get any better. Listen, I'm going to tell you, to do what she did yesterday, I'm not saying that's an easy gig. My gosh, that would be really difficult to do. But in that sort of situation, you just try to speak from the heart. I'm or, so or sorry. Or have prepared, uh, prepared remarks ready and just read them. But something. I don't know if part of that was prepared. Who knows? I don't know. All agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Uh, What? Dude, I don't know what we need to do. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's vice president seriously. I have no idea. There was three seriouslys in seven seconds, I think. We got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. I said to David earlier. Stunning. This, to me, is like a team, a baseball team, that brought someone up to be a relief pitcher, a closer. Or maybe they traded for him, okay? And they run him out there a few times, and he's blowing every save. He's getting shelled. He can't get anybody out. But they just keep going to the same person to go out there and blow another save. And you're losing game after game after game. And the question is, why do they keep doing that? 
The answer is because there's no one left in the bullpen. There's no one there. They have no other choice. That was their pick. She's terrible. Well, they sunk a bunch of money into the free agent, the free agent tanks. You can't admit it because it makes you look bad. So you just keep running them out there. Wow. Yeah, and more questions about what happened and how that kid got the gun. Everything else we'll get to in a bit. Meanwhile, you know what we're doing with oil from our strategic reserve? I I heard this, yeah. Yeah, We don't need it. We'll send it. Send it overseas. Yeah, we're exporting it. We, we've been doing it for a while, but Reuters has a new report uh, laying it down a little bit more, or pinning down the facts a little bit more, I should say, because uh, Joe Biden tried to make a lot of hay out of the fact that he's releasing a bunch of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to try to bring down gas prices. Hadn't really worked all that well, and Reuters is now reporting that around 5 million barrels is being exported to Europe and Asia, including China. And China, by the way, is still buying oil. From Russia. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that report, so I would honestly have to go look into it and see what what the truth is in that in that uh, statement that you just laid out and see exactly what's happening. I, I just have not seen that report. Okay. Speaking of overpaid closers. I think this is the point where I say we're going to get through this. Okay, as a nation, we are. We've had dark times before. We're going to get through this. I don't remember ever having this many people in charge of so many things that are not qualified to do the gig. But we will still get through it. Man. Holy mackerel. How do you know? That was not in the notebook that she takes out there every day to read from, huh? It was not. Hmm. Because you could, listen, you could make, if you wanted to spin the whole thing, and they've had a lot of time to, to come up with something like this, you could say something like, well, we want to make sure that we're supporting our European partners during this energy crunch as a result of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. We want to make sure that we're supporting them as much as possible so that they are not going back to Russia for their energy needs. And so that's part of our overall plan here. You could yeah, say even that. Even Macron... From France is saying, United States, produce. Yes. Do it. But we're not going to do it. Nope. We'll export it, though. Because of what? Some green weenie deals that the administration has, that the left have, that the big banks have, whatever it is. And so their hands are just tied. Can't do it. So I'm sorry, American citizen. You will suffer for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Ultimately, it's your fault. They'll do that, too. Oh, it's our fault? Yeah, it's our fault. Well, it's the gas stations, too. Yeah. Lower the prices. Do it now. Do it today. Yeah. Okay. Go pound sand. Here, I think you'll like this story. Um, British Bank. They, uh, you know, told their customers that they had a new pronoun policy. Did they now? They did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Halifax Bank. Um, Tweeted an image for a name tag for... Gemma, who apparently has she, her, hers pronouns, along with the caption, pronouns matter. And so, you know, some different people see it and they're saying, hey, is this a joke? You know, I could take my business elsewhere. I'm not down with this pronoun stuff. Enough already. Mm-hmm. They've got to the point where you've been before, Robbins. Enough! All right, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, no yeah, way. Done. Um. So then in response, a representative from the bank said, well, the company strives for inclusion and equality. Isn't that what they always say? 
And so as this went back and forth for a while, finally, Halifax said, well, you know what you can do? Uh, you're welcome to close your account if you disagree with our values. And indeed, several users took the rep's advice and has ceased doing business with Halifax. Got a bunch of people saying, yep, okay, I yeah, will. Fine. I will take my money out and I will yeah. go somewhere else. That's how you do it. Yes, that's exactly how you do mm -hmm. it. So that's one thing I think we could all keep in mind. If you're getting frustrated about the whole world going woke, we'll get into more of that too. Who is financing all of this? Broke, poor, and poorer. <laughs> to go woke. The whole trans <laughs> yes. movement. The money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. Where is it coming from? I think we might have a decent idea. Um, also, dudes should stand up while riding bikes. You could really do damage if you don't. We'll get to that. And what is the big push for the toddler vaccines? What's that all about? Get to it all. Coming up right here. We're going to have some fun today. Everybody ready? The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. My voice is hanging on. Okay. The toddler vaccines. You've heard this talked about. Remember when Biden was out there? This is a very historic milestone. A monumental step forward. The United States is now the first country in the world to offer safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines for children as long as six months old. Yeah, because we're the only ones who want to do it, apparently. Yeah. Yes. I mean, a lot of other, I mean, in Europe, they're they're even talking about, like, up to the age of 24, like, hey, you know, maybe pump the brakes on it. Yes, because of myocarditis and a lot of other issues that are very underreported. Plus, the fact, we don't even know if it works. But again, man, you start going down <laughs> that hole. Right. <clears throat> you know, the Marines are asking... Uh, for the court, just for some relief from the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Isn't it crazy there's still a mandate yeah. yes. for Marines? Yep. It is. It is actually insane that we're still it doing this. doesn't stop you from getting it. It doesn't stop you from spreading it. No. But still the mandate is there. It's disgusting. But as far as the, the vaccine for toddlers... There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal that flat out said, in fact, we don't know if the vaccines are safe and effective. And you heard some stories about this, but it's reported again, the rushed FDA action was based on extremely weak evidence. It says right in the story, it's one thing to show regulatory flexibility during an emergency. A lot of people agreed with that. Mm -hmm. But for children, COVID isn't an emergency. The FDA bended standards to an unusual degree and brushed aside troubling evidence that warrants more investigation. You would think with kids especially, there would be more hesitancy to put that out to market. But it was the exact opposite. So that's something just keeping an eye on. Now I find the parents on the news are like, we've been waiting for this news for so long. We're thrilled. They're just shills. That's not news. I mean, it's just that is a load. Yeah. What was it for the kids um, in the in between group that was like, what was it, six years old to 12, 13? Like five to 12, yeah. Somewhere in there? Yeah. Wasn't the percentage under 20% that ended up getting vaccinated? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, it was. It was at the time. I haven't seen the latest, but yeah, mo most parents uh, passed on it. Like, nah, no, not this one. Did you ever hear that reported? No. Well. Not numbers. Only only in the context of 
we just we got to educate people more about why they need to get this. That's seriously that I've heard yes. it reported and I've actually heard the numbers reported, but it's always through the lens of these vast majority of parents who, by the way, may and I'm just speaking as one of these parents may actually be holding off based on conversations with pediatricians. Who say, you know, it's not really if you want to, we'll do it. But, eh, you know, I, I'm not going to push anybody to do this. Uh, they they try to cast us as people who are just uh, uneducated dopes who need to just shut up and give our kids this shot. And it's like, look, I got the vaccine because I'm a fat guy with a history of smoking. Yeah, I thought, OK, I'm at an elevated risk for COVID. I got my first two shots. All right. Yep. And then it's get a booster, get another booster. Yeah, you might need to get another booster. I'm not doing that to my kids. Hell no. 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 Robbins? No. Of course, pre-existing. Dude, I've and had then you three, got it. and then I got it. I know. I know. And I was thinking with histoplasmosis, and then you sign up. That, yeah, done. Seen too much. But with the kids, I mean, does it look anything other than a money grab? Coordinated by the government, along with Big Pharma? Not to me. Just editorialized. Not well, to me. I mean, Tucker did a piece on it last night with all the newscasts brought to you by Moderna and Pfizer. And... <laughs> oh, over the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah, you see yeah, it all the time. Ever, all the time. There's always yeah. a drug company involved. Speaking of health news, um, saw this, that men should start stand while riding bikes. At least once every 10 minutes or you're going to crush your stuff and it could mm. be long-term effects. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Yeah, study in sports medicine. The seat of a bicycle could ruin male reproductive organs. Hmm. Possible dysfunction of the erectile variety. I'm trying to speak in code here. From riding a bike? Yeah, and nerve wow. damage. Could be. Hmm. So yeah, they're talking about the possibility of no-nos, bicycle seats. But those aren't as safe because you could fall more often. So you got to pick your poison. All right. Just want to pass that along. Yeah, like a Velcro, your fanny to it. (laughs) Okay, we got to get to the uh, parents of the Highland Park shooter. What a problem. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Jet Xer. That's David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Hey, man. Okay, David, you're putting together a timeline. Yeah. Well, I. Look, so so there's a lot of talk about red flag laws because after the Highland Park Fourth of July parade massacre, where now the death toll is being reported at eight, um, oh, and goodness. the questions are, okay, well, if you have red flag laws in place and this guy had a troubling past, to to put it mildly, why was he able to pass background checks? And well, it. Honestly, it comes down to the people who were closest to him, who didn't do the right thing and repeatedly did the wrong thing and didn't report. A law is only as good as the people who are willing to enforce it. Yep. And so here's the timeline. Here's what happened here. April 2019, 911 call. This killer was, at the time, trying to kill himself. All right. Cops show up. They leave. September of that year, cops confiscate 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword. No arrest was made, though, and the cops said they didn't have probable cause to take him into custody, even though he was threatening people, because none of the victims wanted to press charges. Because the victims were his family. Yeah, so there's no paper trail there. He was never arrested for it. 
Um, and then but they the, confiscated the guns. Yeah, and they got the I'm sorry, the knives. Um, the knives. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. They got the knives back because the dad claimed, "Hey, these are mine. They're being stored in the son's closet for safekeeping." <laughs> Real Mensa member there, Dad. Good job. Okay, do we know when he was threatening to kill everyone? And maybe I misread this. I thought he was saying with knives. But well, seems like that would be it if he had a yeah. bunch right. of knives okay. on him. Yeah. Okay. He's saying he's going to kill anybody. Yeah. But the police went. They took the knives. They yep. ended up giving them back. Yes. Because but there's no record of the cops taking the knives. Well, no, they took the knives. They did take the knives. But the dad. But, but the they dad, have no record of that. They have no criminal record. Because no okay. one wanted to press charges. Right. Okay. Um, so the Illinois State Police got a report, meanwhile, that he was a clear and present danger. But because he didn't have a firearm owner's ID card, which is required to own guns in Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, the state police really couldn't do anything. They're like, well, what do you want us to do? That's a local jurisdictional matter. Right? That, that's not on our plate. Um, so state police also said no relative or anyone else was willing to move forward with a formal complaint or to provide information on threats or mental health that would have allowed law enforcement to take additional action. Then three months, three months after the episode where cops were called to the kid's house because he was threatening to kill people, Mm -hmm. he applied for a FOID card. His dad had to sponsor him because he was under the age of 21 and dad did it. (laughs) Well, he deserves to be charged as well here. And there, there was no criminal prosecution, again, because, because there had been no criminal prosecution there. Uh, the state had no reason to deny the application. Wow. Again, it's like, well, you had all of these red flags, but yet again, no one in this person's immediate orbit was willing to help enforce those red flag laws. So the dad is clearly to blame for a good part of this because he should never have signed off on it. Yeah. And then the other question is, at least for me, and I know that, you know, there will be some, some people that won't agree with him about to say, but if you're called after uh, an attempted suicide and then threatening to kill members of the family with knives and cops take the knives and at that point, cops recognize him as a danger. Yeah. Okay. And then he applies for the gun. Right. If at that point in time, state says, you ain't getting no gun, I personally have no problem with that. I don't. Well, I don't either. I think some people will say, well, it's a slippery slope. And I understand where it comes from. Because the left, make no mistake, wants to take your guns. I'm convinced of that. No doubt about it. But at that point in time, yeah, there's no way I want that guy having a gun. No, man. You threatened to kill members of your family. They had to come and take knives. I know Dad said, well, it's just, I don't trust Dad. Okay? Well, obviously not. He made a horrendous call. Yes. Why would you, after everything you've seen, the kids walking around being the person that he is, decide it's okay to sign off on him a cosign so he can get a gun? Well, and part of the reason I say it, and remember, and David, you and I were talking about this before the show today, the parents in Michigan with that kid. Yeah, they well, they were idiots too. Yeah, I mean, this kid uh, was clearly disturbed. They had issues with him at school, behavioral issues with him at school, and these parents still wind up going and buying him a pistol. And it wasn't technically his pistol, 
but they said, yeah, hey, you can keep it in your room or whatever. Right. And then he goes and kills a bunch of people with it. And they're char- they were charged with, with what, attempted yeah. murder or they were, they were facing, or was it manslaughter charges? Basically the equivalent of, of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. My point is you can't count on parents to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. There are awful parents all over the place. Look at the trans issue with kids taking puberty blockers at 12 because the parents think it's a great idea. It's awful. Can't count on that. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, absolutely. Uh, the dad's to blame there. And then you hear stories about the mom that's been reported. Like the kids were more of a nuisance to her than anything else. It, the whole yeah. thing's sad, but you got to stop that guy from killing people. Right. And as far as him admitting it today, I know what you want to see today, Scott. I'm yeah. right there with you. Yeah. Fire up the old electric bleachers. <laughs> it's just I mean, terrible. It, you know, or just, you know, he needs to be gone today, though. Don't let him, let him linger and languish. No. He admitted he did it. He did it. Let's see here. Let's take him out. Other news out there. Um, well, we mentioned this yesterday because this was a big deal over the weekend with the New York Post. And that was Hunter Biden's laptop and the voicemail that, you know, we had all heard from Joe Biden saying, I, I, you're in the clear. I think you're in the clear. This piece coming out in the New York Times, this was from a few years back. Yeah. And then there's all these other dealings with Google execs in China and all of the millions of dollars coming into Hunter's business. And you got Joe out there saying, I, I never talked to him about any business dealings. Uh-uh. Well, apparently he did because that was on the voicemail. Yeah. He so act- people have questions. Yeah, he actively sought out uh, to tell his son, yeah, you're in the clear, based on this New York Times investigation about your business dealings abroad. Um, now, Fox News' uh, Peter Ducey asked the White House press secretary about this, and here's what Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say. <laughs> This is great, man. Well, first I'll say that uh, what the president said stands. So, if he if that's what the president said, that he, that is what stands. And you second, secondly, New York Times article secondly, concerning secondly, business dealings, and he says, "I think you're clear." How is that not him talking to his son about his overseas business dealings? We're not from this podium. I am not going to talk about alleged materials from the laptop. So I will. I'm not. Okay, we can meet later in your office. Since you can't talk about it at the podium, no problem. Oh, you mean you can't talk about it at all? Oh, okay. I'm not. I am not going to talk about alleged materials on the laptop. Are it's you not happening. That it is not. Peter, I refer you to uh, to his son's representative. No, no it's, you're the president's representative, and this involves the president directly. This isn't asking about Hunter Biden's penchant for hookers and blow, okay? This directly involves the president of the United States, and you should be prepared to answer it. Yes, you should. Uh, now, then you got Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics following up, and this sort of seems like friendly fire, asking why the president isn't leveling with the American people, because he always said, I'll always level with you. Ooh, buddy. It certainly seems like he was seeking to do exactly that, have a conversation about these business dealings. Is he leveling with the, the American public on this? Phil, I hear your question, but what I can tell you from here, standing at this podium, is that I cannot comment on any materials from the laptop. And I would refer you to the representatives of, uh, of Hunter Biden. That's what I can share with you at this podium at this time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So... 
So that's a lot of words to basically just admit that the president of the United States is a corrupt as hell, senile old. Well, I can't say the word that was initially yeah. on my tongue, but no, easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it'd be great if they stood up, you know, just with their the speaker on their phone and said, "I have the audio of the president right here." I mean, it's Cape Palace, Dad. It's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Huh? Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow. In the Times was good. I think you're clear and. Uh, Anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. You're in the clear, man. Whew. That was a close one. I've never spoken my son about going to <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Never have. All right. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I happen to see uh, part of an interview um, that I wanted to share just a little piece from. Michaela Peterson is Jordan Peterson's daughter. If you're not familiar with Jordan Peterson, intellectual author, I think he's a brilliant dude. Um And he's often talked about his daughter, and she has her own channel. She's very successful as well. And she was interviewing Kara Dansky, um, who's been very outspoken. I know Tucker's had her on before, and we had played a clip from her before. She's a writer, a gender rights advocate, and an attorney. And she is the president of the U.S. chapter of Women's Declaration International. Hmm. Like, we got to protect women here against the trans stuff because it's crazy. And so they're having this conversation of how we got to where we are now with the trans issue. And it seems to be getting crazier every day. And when you're talking about all the different corporations, media, you know, Hollywood, everyone's sort of signing off on it. And it's this question of, okay, money's controlling this, but how do you make money? Where, where does the money come from? How does this all work? And that's what Michaela Peterson asked. Kara Dansky, and this is what she said. So one example is John Stryker. He is, um, he founded something called the Arcus Foundation. He's a very wealthy man. He's a billionaire. And he founded something called the Arcus Foundation, which hands out grants, multi-million dollar grants to fund this. It, it, they, they literally give money to fund this. Yes. And uh, Mr. Stryker is also heir to a medical supply company. So if you sort oh, of connect, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, no. you connected that dot pretty quickly. So then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole lot of money there, you know? Oh no. Okay. So can you connect that dot for anybody listening who hasn't connected that dot? What kind of medical supply chain, what did, what is he heavily invested in? So the medical supply industry stands to gain a lot of money and earn a lot of profit by conducting cosmetic surgeries on confused children and young people. Doesn't get yeah. much more evil than that, does it? Nope. No, nope. it's not. Uh, I'll, I'll just finish it out. Uh, we can't omit pharma. Pharma, of course, makes a ton of profit from putting a generation's worth of children and young people on a lifetime's worth of hormones. Oh, that is terrifying, but also completely makes sense yeah people are getting rich off of it you know i realize this is a very serious topic i do yeah well every time i hear a striker i just think of ted striker from airplane i'm sorry <laughs> thank you for the comedy relief <laughs> <laughs> as fan camp and i are like gosh dang this 
this world, there is so much evil in it. You just got to no, fight well, against yeah. it. You're like, hey, remember that movie Airplane? <laughs> well, she said strike. And I'm the ADD guy? I can just, really? think of it, I can just see him sweating, hanging onto the <laughs> wheel of the plane <laughs> and the blow-up doll next to him. <laughs> okay, striker, can you land it? Oh, gosh. Can you <laughs> land it? Sorry, man. You want to go off on a movie bit? Sure. Tom Cruise could earn up to $90 million for Top Gun Maverick. Wow. $90 million. I saw it last night. Build a new gym at the uh, Scientology Academy now. Good. Yeah. A lot of them, yes. Yes. You need a lot of gyms to stay in that kind of shape. <laughs> yes, sir. I was able to separate Tom Cruise, the individual, from the movie. I, do, I can do that, too, uh, most of the time. I can't. Yeah, most of the time I can't. That's... It helps to see the if, having grown up with the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were in your shoes, Van Camp, like not born when the first Top Gun came out, I might have a rougher time. But I was able to just forget that part of it, enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah. There's a reason the reviews are what they are. What is it, like 96% oh, audience, 99 Yeah, It's hard not to have a good time watching that movie. Yeah. It was like I hated to admit it almost, like when I'm walking out of there. What do you think? I told some friends, C minus, D plus. They're like, no way, really? And I'm like, no, it was good. I <laughs> it really ain't. liked it. It was fun. All right. Why is Elizabeth Warren smearing pro-life charities? That's a good question. Why is she doing that? We'll get to that much more coming up right in. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Elizabeth Warren has been smearing pro-life charities. This is a piece in the Wall Street Journal. We've talked a little bit about this. She's a bad person. Well, basically, it, she's lying to people. She's lied her entire life. When it comes to this. And so Good Counsel is one of these pro-life charities. And, you know, a person from the charity said... You know, we, like many similar organizations throughout the country, take in any pregnant woman in need. Most come from broken or dysfunctional homes, have nowhere else to go. They're welcome to stay with us for a year or longer. During that time, we help them develop child-rearing skills and provide budgeting and vocational assistance, nutritional advice, tips for a healthy lifestyle. Many women choose to work or go back to school. And our staff here babysits free of charge, but goes on to say there's no forced birth. You know, there's also adoption is a possibility. We want to give them an alternative because every place they've gone up until they've come to us has said abortion's the only way out for you. And so you have someone like Elizabeth Warren is lying about it. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, she's going out there and saying that she's going to be, she's going to try to shut all of them down. Why? Why would she do that? Because she's a horrible person. Part she of is death. a horrible person. Yeah. She does have high cheekbones, though. Never forget that. Never forget. Her father, my papa, had high cheekbones, like all of the Indians do. Pocahontas lives on. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, I don't think we're going to make any sense of the Highland Park, Illinois shooting that no. happened on the 4th of July. Uh, but still more details are coming out. And like a lot of these cases, the more troubling it seems to become when you find out this should never have happened. Yeah, I mean, for, for multiple reasons, it, it should never have happened. I mean, you're going through the history of this dude who murdered now at least eight people, <clears throat> wounded dozens more at a July 4th parade. Um, and it was, what, as recently as 2019, the cops went to his house a couple of different times, one for a suicide attempt and another where he was threatening to kill a bunch of people, threatening to kill family members. Mm-hmm. They confiscate a bunch of knives. Well, then it turns out nobody wants to press any charges, so the cops can't really do anything. They're not, they're, they didn't arrest him because they, didn't, they said they didn't have probable cause to do so. And because nobody was willing to press charges, they just kind of had to let it go. They also gave the knives all back because dear old dad came along and said, no, those knives are mine. I was just storing them in my son's closet for safekeeping. What the hell? Months after he tried to commit suicide. <laughs> it goes beyond <clears throat> common sense. I mean, and, you just can't make sense of that. That's idiotic. And then three months later, he's 19 years old. Three months later in 2019, he's applying for what's called a firearm owner's ID card. And in Illinois, you need one of those to buy a gun. Yep. Now, under the age of 21, you got to have somebody who vouches for you. Your old dad comes in again and says, yeah, I'm vouching for him. I know he... Tried to kill himself, and then he was going to kill members of the family, and I had knives in his room, so I took those back. But I think he'd be all right with a gun. He, he yeah. trusted. Yeah, and because there was no criminal history there, there had just been reports, he, he got it. And then eventually he wound up buying guns a couple years later and then wound up killing a bunch of people with them. So he was on, what is it called, the dangerous persons list? Something like that, yeah. I mean, like he, he, the Illinois State Police had gotten a, a report that he was a danger to himself and others. Right. Okay. So as we take all of that in, then we have Kamala Harris showing up. Yeah. Just to make things worse. Well, someone from the White House has to show up. That's part of the deal. I mean, that's the way it rolls. The unfortunate thing is she is no good at this. Yeah. No. I mean, I know Mike Pence was made fun of the entire time he was vice president. He didn't go console someone and just completely botch it. Man, I could go off on a second about Mike Pence. They're talking about the January 6th crap. You know how different people say, you know what? He was really heroic that day. Yeah. They made fun of that guy for four years because of his principles. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible people on the left. Make fun everything else. And now you got Kamala, who shows up, and it's another helping of word salad. Yep. She does that better than anybody else I know. I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. Uh, this is a, an incredibly tight community. I know that. And... Um, there is no question that this experience is something that is going to linger in terms of the trauma. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward. What? I mean, the first 20 seconds could have all gone without saying. 
But then we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward. In terms with also, you know, every time she says also, it's never good. It's just not right. It keeps rolling and the sentence never ends. Oh, goodness. All agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what and in particular assault weapons. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Man. Remember, remember when Donald Trump went to Puerto Rico after the hurricane? And yes. he was helping to hand out supplies, and there was one video where he was, like, doing a jump <laughs> shot with the, uh, with the paper towels. Yes. He got shredded for weeks because of Of course. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. Vice President Fortune Cookie shows up and says something that's barely even coherent while trying to console a town that's been through an unspeakable tragedy. And, eh, eh it's fine. No problem. Nothing with that. You kidding, Melania Trump? Uh, all of legacy media would talk about what shoes did she wear? How disrespectful! Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. That was all. That yeah. was a hurricane the, in uh, yes. right. on the Texas Gulf Coast. The disrespectful yes. shoes. Yes, <laughs> yes. She changed shoes on Air Force One. How dare she? She doesn't take her duties seriously. Right. Did you say something about seriously? Take this stuff seriously, <laughs> as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. <sighs> Golly. Do you know when she should work on her skills as far as just talking to a crowd or talking to an interview? Interviewer? I would say every day is when she should be working every on Every day, that. you think? Because she's so bad at it. She should be working at it every, every day. day. I agree. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. You couldn't have been practicing every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that You're no good at this. there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Slow down your train wrecks? I mean, you have consultants and counselors. They try to help you, but you're not getting any better. This is what happens, too, when you're never corrected. I think that's the deal. You know, you're always told how awesome you are and how great you are and how powerful you are and how remarkable you are. And you you don't hone a skill because you don't have to. You just have to show up. Yes. We knew this during the debates. Yes. I mean, it was then it was crazy. Yes. Joe. Instead of saying... No, we can't. Why don't we say yes, we can? <laughs> <laughs> Your version of it, honestly, is better than hers. Gosh, dang. But it's good, too. Well, I mean, I would just say, <laughs> Thank hey, you. Joe, instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can. <laughs> oh, that infectious laugh. <laughs> oh, kid, that's great. I wonder if she's going to be practicing on her skills. Actually, today. Not today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not today. Well, okay. There's work to do. Always work to do. There always is work to do. Yes. Yes. The root causes. Of the, of the work. Yes. And on top of everything else. Yes, we've got that, too. Okay. Small business owners should lower gas prices, says the White House. Yeah. Still? They're yeah, still they're, on that. Oh, they're, yeah. They're doubling down on this insane yes. idea that gas station owners are fleecing people and <laughs> should lower their prices because we're in a time of war. 
So White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked why Biden has gone from blaming Putin to now blaming small business owners. Well, here's the thing about that, um, Peter, is when you look at, um, as of this morning, when you look at the crude oil uh, and when you look at wholesale oil prices as well, they've declined about 15%. And so retail gas prices, however, have only declined just about 3% over the same time period uh, as we have seen uh, with uh, crude oil prices and the uh, wholesale gas prices. And meanwhile, those same uh, retailers are profiting, their profit have gone up about 40 cents, nearly 40 cents in, in that same period of time. So what the president is saying is that everyone along that chain, along that production ch- chain line, needs to needs to make sure that they're doing what what is possible, their part, in bringing down the, the cost for, for the American people. That uh-huh. is what we're asking. Consumers uh-huh. should, not, should not be the first to pay and the last to benefit. Well, you know... Yeah, it's almost as if the what did she call it supply chain line? Yes. It's almost as if when it involves oil, it's a futures market. And so a dip in the cost of oil per barrel today doesn't necessarily affect the price of oil that was purchased a month ago. Now, I, I know you grew up around big oil, David. <laughs> But it doesn't even take someone with your history to know this because we've been told that for years. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it takes a while for gas prices to reflect the cost of 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 crude. Um, and I, listen, I, I with this administration, I honestly can't tell if they are that stupid, if they actually believe that. And I tend to believe it's actually this explanation. They actually think the American people are that stupid. Exactly. A lot are, to be honest. But if you had actual legacy media to tell people that's the, the load of crap, yeah, they just play it and say, yes, the president and uh, the White House are very upset right now with the prices, and, no. and they want big oil to do something about it. Do it now. <laughs> do it today. <laughs> they just go no. along with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I can't help it, man. I'm going to say gaslighting. I'm going to say it. It happens over and over. People just flat-out lie. Legacy media all the time. People on the left. I know we talked about the ad that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, ran in Florida. Yeah. Did you get a load of it? Have you actually heard it? I have. David? Yeah. Okay. I mean, just tell me to stop when you hear something that's false. This might take a while. This might take four segments. (laughs) Let's see if we can do it in a minute. Roll it. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders. That's false. That's completely, it's 100% false. What? It's under attack in your state, idiot. I mean, well, why are there a whole bunch of Californians moving to Florida and Texas? People are moving out of California. They're moving into Texas and a lot in Florida. Mm -hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books. No, they're not. No. Removing books from curriculum is not the same thing as banning books. Banning books. But it sounds no. better, and people believe it. So there's another lie. Making it harder to vote. Nobody's no, making it harder to vote. No, yeah, no they're not. Is. No. Restricting speech in classrooms. <laughs> no. From teachers that are trying to yeah. teach them about trans yeah. crap. Yeah, that's, this guy. That's restricting political speech. Oh, gosh. Even criminalizing women and doctors. 
who's criminalizing women. By the way, what is a woman? Good question. Gavin? That transphobe. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But we still believe in freedom. Freedom of speech. Really? No, you don't. Huh? Freedom to choose. Freedom from hate. And the freedom to kill babies. Freedom from hate. And the freedom to love. <laughs> don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. You, you gotta be kidding me. Hmm. Man, oh man. You know, there's a lot of other stuff we gotta get to. Oh, there was a woke coffee shop in Philly that had to close down because of the even more woke employees. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that at Daily Wire. is very funny. Um... And you know what? There's still no peace at the Supreme Court justices' houses. No. Still. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Boy, it's something, isn't it? You get around the 4th of July, you got all these politicians talking about our servicemen and women. Oh, we appreciate them so much. By the way, get your vaccine. Yeah, you people that haven't done it yet, you Marines. Yeah. yeah. Every other branch. And I just saw the story where you got several members of the Marine Corps filed an amendment complaint seeking relief from the Department of Defense's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. They were denied religious exemptions. That story goes on. Unbelievable that it's still happening. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, uh, that vaccine doesn't stop people from getting covid the boosters don't either. It also doesn't stop you from spreading it. But I guess so. You have get to ask it. yourself the question: why, right. why am I getting this? Right? Exactly. Okay. Same time. I saw this piece in the Wall Street Journal, and it's titled "Still No Peace at the Justices' Houses." This is incredible. I read the same story today. Unbelievable. I can't believe this is still happening. Nobody's reporting on this either. Nowhere. Of course not. Nowhere. They're still doing no, this. because, well, the Democrats and their enablers in the media are pro-insurrection. There you Holy go. Holy smokes. Turn and the narrative I've on its head, David. Yeah. Some of the signs and the chants, like outside of Amy Coney Barrett's house, yeah. got a bunch of kids, and it's against the law. Yes. And so, without going too deep into the laws, you do have letters written to, guess who, Attorney General Merrick Garland saying, hey, can you do something about this? Governor Yunkin in Virginia, Hogan in Maryland saying, "Um, can you act here? Because this is against the law as far as protesting at a Supreme Court justice's house. Mm -hmm. Um, But nothing's being done. And so it just keeps rolling on. It's just an escalation. What What did Merrick have to say? He doesn't say anything. It's this letter. Well, we don't know if it'd be upheld. As far as the laws go, I mean, and um, uh, and um, uh, and 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 it's a it's a very delicate and and and, and complex issue. It's trying to intimidate a judge. Yes, that's illegal. But 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 at the same time, we 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 really want to respect uh, the right to protest. Uh huh. This guy was. Uh, and, this is the same guy who is willing to move heaven and earth. To investigate parents who spoke out at school board meetings. Well, I mean, there, there were threats. I, I, I had heard that there, there were threats. And, the guy and, showed and, up and, and tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh. 
Yeah, don't forget about the border guards who were whipping those illegals. Oh, right. He's got a yeah, lot on was, his plate, right? He was, he was on that one, too. I got to tell you, man, me doing Merrick Garland is annoying to me. So it's got to be annoying somebody else. Well, I real, can keep going if you want to do it. You're funnier than the real Merrick Garland. To do it interview style. I mean, I can keep going if you want. Well, I just ask a question of Merrick, and you became Merrick, and I appreciate that. I thought that's what you wanted. I did want that, yes. Okay. Merrick's not going to stop anything. Not Never, are you? You're going to let it go, aren't you? I'm, I, 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 we want to protect <laughs> Americans' rights to, uh, and uh, to, 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 uh, to, to protest. <laughs> right. Thank you, Merrick. Uh, I don't know if I'm as good as the real. Oh, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, the, you know, the, the president has uh, uh, made clear that we... Uh, uh, and a, a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will. Uh, uh, the and, and, and I'll keep thinking about that. And 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 this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> How was that? That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I loved it. I'm done. All right. Biggest story of the uh, day so far, David. Well, right now we're learning more about the Highland Park, Illinois shooter, and a disturbing we need assault, uh, yeah. assault, assault weapon. No, we don't. No, we're not going to do that. Sorry, Merrick. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, what kind I, of name I, is Merrick anyway? Uh, weapons of War. Mm-hmm. No, they're not Weapons okay. of War. No. His mother's maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's played hell on my password recovery. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Lake County prosecutor in this story. Yeah. That that is something work, that we man. need. Yeah, we'll get to that and another news update on the way. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Exer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. This awful, awful tragedy in Lake County, Illinois, just north of Chicago. And I'm not familiar with this prosecutor, but he said what, David? Yeah, so the guy who's going to be prosecuting the Highland Park Parade shooter in Illinois is calling for an assault weapons ban, claiming that Illinois' red flag laws are awesome, but just not enough. Except the red flag law literally didn't do anything with this killer. He actually had weapons seized by police in 2019. No one pressed charges. Cops didn't have probable cause needed to arrest him without someone saying, yeah, he needs to be put away. Uh, three months after that, he applied for a firearm owner's ID card so he could buy a gun. His dad sponsored him. Three months after, he threatens to kill a bunch of people in his household. Unbelievable. Okay, can you clear up one thing for me? Because I read this, I want to make sure that I get this right. As far as threatening to kill people, including members of his family. Yeah. Okay. Was it the family that called the cops on that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. A member of the family, anyway. Okay. But then, come here and take the knives, but we don't want to press charges. And then they they gave the knives back, the cops did, because the dad said, oh, no, these are are mine. I was just keeping them in my kid's room. You know, the one who tried to commit suicide a few months ago was keeping 16 knives and, like, a sword or something. Yeah, he had a sword in in there, too. Dad of the year there. (laughs) Okay. And then three years later, you know, he murders a bunch of people. Uh, Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt was asked today if this shows that, well, there are some massive holes in Illinois' strict gun laws. 
Okay. Well, yeah, the, the, the gap in the state's gun laws would be that we don't ban assault weapons. So, yes. Um, with respect to the red flag laws, you have to look at the individual. You have to look at it on a case-by-case -case basis. When the information is inputted to, to people who are working on all types of public safety issues and, and how that information is stored, how that information is flagged later, uh, but, with respect to, but with respect to holes in gun laws, we need an assault weapon ban, and we need to make sure that uh, the community, we need to make sure that uh, law enforcement is using the red flag law, the firearm restraining order law. Okay. A couple of things. I mean this sincerely. I'm not, like, trying to play a game of gotcha. Um, right now, when you say an assault weapons ban, what is he talking about? Presumably, I don't know. it's the scary looking guns. Right. So a semi-automatic. The AR. Yeah. So that would be semi-automatic rifles, not semi-automatic handguns. Presumably, yes. But we really don't know. Mm -mm. No, because, well, I mean... Uh, I assume when they say weapon of war, they're talking about the AR platform, yeah. Okay. I mean, handguns are used in war, too. Well, I'm just to clarify. They're, they're used way more often in the streets of Chicago. Yes. So sometimes I know that's, you know, the catchphrase, especially for the left, uh, assault weapons. But it used to be an automatic, but then it was semi-automatic or did it ever change? I think, well, again, I mean, if you walk into a gun store and say, hey, I want an assault rifle, a lot of them will look at you cross-eyed because they're like, tell me more. Well, you got to be more specific. <laughs> okay? Right. Okay. All right. Um, and then it, when he says, before he gets to the whole, the whole with the assault weapon thing, you know, it's a case-by-case -case basis when you're talking about the red flag laws, right? Yeah. That's what he said. So this case wasn't strong enough. The threatening to kill people with knives, but now I want a gun. Apparently. Yeah. Well, again, red flag laws only work as well as the people who are willing to say something when they see something. And really? in so many of these cases, you've got, I, I hate to say it, I don't want to say all, because I'm sure there are outliers, but in many of these cases where some nut does this, Mm -hmm. You look at the home life and you realize, oh, okay, he had really crappy parents. Yes. But that's not going to go away. You're going to have crappy parents everywhere. Yeah. It's getting crappier by the decade, really. So, wow. That doesn't seem to make much sense to me. It's the like typical left. Oh, it just get rid of the assault weapons. Yeah. But then you're not quite sure what that means. And again, I think, you know, you'll have people that will disagree on whether or not, you know, the red flag law should have stopped this or it should have stopped this. The one thing I would imagine all of us would agree on is that mother should never have had a gun. That kid. Oh, yeah. It's pretty obvious at the age of 19 that he should never have had a gun. Yes. Well, there's no conversation about anything else other than banning guns. There is no other conversation taking place right now. Obviously, this person was mentally ill, mentally disturbed. The other thing about the mental illness part of it, yes. and I know, you'll have people on the left say, we're not here to talk about mentally ill today. Somebody just did it last week. No, yeah. we have to talk about that. Yeah, this has to be included in the conversation. Not only 
by all appearances, this kid's home life was awful. Yes. Okay, and he had crappy parents. Yes. And he ended up being a crappy individual. But because somebody has crappy parents doesn't necessarily mean they're going to kill people. But my point is this. Right. You've got a mental health crisis right yes, now going do. on. Absolutely. After the pandemic with a lot of young people and yes. a lot of young men. Young men in particular. Yes. This isn't going to get any better for a while. But the, the only the conversation begins and ends with guns. Yes. I mean, it, nothing yes. else is included in the conversation. All right. I know we got to get to other stuff. It's so frustrating. Um, all right, what are we going to use all of the tools in the toolbox for now? Is that oh, a real quote from the White House? It is, yeah. Uh, no, so, again? Gosh, dang. So, WNBA star Brittany Griner is still being held in Russia on drug charges and is begging the White House to do something about it. And now, after several days of backlash from their pals in the media, the White House have said, oh, yeah, we, we gave Brittany Griner's wife a call, by, by the way, today. <laughs> it's like they didn't care about her until until Good Morning America got in touch with the White House and said, hey, you guys, you ought to do something about this, seriously. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says they are using all the tools in the toolbox to take care of this. Well, she's doomed then. Yeah. This is an issue that is a priority for this president. As you have heard us say before, he believes that any U.S. national that is held abroad or detained or uh, held hostage abroad, we need to bring back safely, and we are going to uh, use every tool that we possibly can to make that happen. Again, this is a priority uh, for the president. Man, man. All right. I do say that. That kind of ups the rhetorical uh, war, doesn't it? How so? To settle on saying she's being held hostage. Oh. Because Russia's line is they bro- she broke the law, and we're, we're holding her for that. Yes. So I'm not saying that they're right. I'm not saying that right. you know, anything about that. I mean, I think there's an obvious play here to try to get under the skin of, of America in this situation. But when you go to settling on it's a hostage situation. Right. That implies that they are actually doing something outside the bounds of their own laws. Well, a nation has a right to enforce its own laws. Yes. I'm sorry, man. That rolled right by me because I was so focused on tools in the toolbox and how many times they've used that. (laughs) Well, I don't think anyone disputed she had some form of marijuana, right? It was like hashish oil or something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Whatever it was that is apparently illegal in Russia, right? Okay. I don't know what Russia's laws are and that stuff, but I know this. And, you know, you went with me one time, going to Mexico several times. Oh, geez. What did people talk about before we ever went? Don't get arrested there. Yeah, you don't want that. Don't get arrested. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, but don't be bringing a bag of weed back with you, okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you don't know how long you're going to be there. Yeah. Right. Ain't no, going to be no one to come save you. Mm-mm. Okay. You just sort of know that. And you don't get cable in a weight room in a Mexican prison. Right. Uh, (laughs) From everything I was told, no. No. It's no club med. No. Nope. So, yeah, I mean, do I want her in jail in Russia, Brittany Griner? No. Well, I don't want her in jail in Russia either. But, again, this is a person who absolutely hates America. It is amazing to me that she's turning now to America and wants to come back here. Yeah. You know, if Trump were president, I can't help it. He'd be like, "Uh, does she still want to take a knee? (laughs) Yeah. But does she not want to come out for the national anthem? He probably would. Does she want right? Does she want to stop it from being played at WNBA games? Because that was a big movement. It was. She was part of it. Hey, we have to correct something from yesterday, but I'm not quite sure what it was. David, you have that. 
What did we want to correct? Oh, yeah. A neighbor of mine, actually, listened to the show, and he heard us talking. I think it was about this time yesterday, talking about a report from the Wall Street Journal that says millennials are in for uh, rude awakening when it yeah, comes young to workers, job, yes. market, uh, job market. Because yes. they've been used to being able to dictate terms to employers because of a labor crunch. Well, yes. that's about to change, right? You know, the, the nice snacks in the office and whatnot are no longer something that you can just walk in and demand because we are facing an economic downturn. Yeah, I want more money. I want to be able to work from home. Yeah. I want flexible hours. I want all this stuff. Yeah. You're not going to be in the negotiating higher seat anymore. Hmm. And, and this neighbor of mine actually said, you know, hey, sometimes I think that you, you're a little too hard on millennials as a generation. He, I dragged you up yesterday. He's a boomer. But okay. he, he did say, look, you know, what you need, you need to focus and clarify that you're talking about a lot of college millennials. Not all, but when it's the sort of spoiled, entitled generation that oh. people in my generation get tagged with all the time. A lot of times you are talking about the, about the high and mighty university grads. I think that's fair to who, say. Who walk out of college because he says, you know, he's a painter. He's a house painter. Mm-hmm. He says, I've trained and worked with a whole bunch of people when they're right out of high school. He goes, all those guys bust their butts, and then by the time they're 22, they're making, you know, because of other odd jobs that they're able to pick up through this industry, mm-hmm. they're making like 50 grand a year going and painting their parents' houses while the college grads still living there because they can't afford to live on their own. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and they, I mean, his, his mentality is, you know, you work yourself halfway to death when you're in your 20s so that by the time you're in your 30s, you really do have enough skills to make yourself marketable moving on. Absolutely. He says, I know a lot of young people who, who thought about that or who do that. Yes. To be, he's absolutely right. Uh, trades for, you know, electrician and it's yeah. a, you know, sort of an apprenticeship sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a great point to that. Yeah. I think when people are thinking about the workforce in a younger generation, you're right, more of the college educated. And there are people that are like the poster child for it in America. Like, well, remember that clip we had from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Oh, yeah. Talking about rights being stripped away like Roe v. Wade. And for her, getting her nails done was her form of resistance. That's right. So that's maybe where they get the bad name. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. And I say happy because joy, too, can be an act of resistance. Can you imagine some young painter saying that? Joy can be a form of resistance. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> As the guy he's on the crew with said, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Um, I want to talk about personal acts of reclamation. Because sometimes people will say, there's nothing I can do, I can't do, I feel so powerless. And there is no act too small. Um that you can engage in. And even today, I have a personal errand. Um, I need to redo my nails. And I've decided that I'm going to use my new manicure as almost like a personal act of reclamation for me and my story. (laughs) Me and my story. I hate that. I hate that more than anything. I know that. I Listen, boss, I know we have a 3,500 square foot two-story house to paint, but I really need some me time and a personal act of reclamation. Reclamation. You know what happens to those guys? They don't work anymore. 
No. <laughs> oh, you know what, man? I believe world she lives in. I have to apologize. I forgot about something. I totally did. I mentioned the woke coffee shop that had yes. to close down because of even more woke employees. I yes. still have that story to get to. Oh, good. There's so much stuff going on today. I will get to that. Uh, coming up in just a couple. And a law professor said we're slaves to the Constitution. What is that? All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I told you I'd get to this story. you got to get to it. Saw it at Daily Wire. There's a coffee shop in Philly known for its LGBTQ brand identity. It <laughs> Wait, has closed its doors. They sell gay coffee? Well, I don't know if the coffee itself, but it's very inclusive, David. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> just wondering. Like, I know. It's kind of curious, isn't it? The employees revolted against the owners and demanded that they redistribute the company. Get out. <laughs> Everybody out. Everybody out. I'll run the damn thing myself. Right, I'll closed. make it. I'll sell it. And I'll work 18 hours straight. Get out. I'm done with all of you. You don't demand anything. Mina's World was the name, located in the neighborhood of West Philly. Uh, was characterized by Bon Appetit as a business that doubled as a hangout spot for people of marginalized identities. Oh, <laughs> marginalized identities, because that's all you ever hear about. Mar yes. Marginalized identities that yes. command so much respect in the culture that they get their own coffee shops. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Sonam Parikh. Ran the company alongside partner and co-owner Kate Eggert. And they said, you know, the first coffee shop that was owned and operated by queer trans people of color. And they were very proud of that. And so they had named the company after their cat. So that's why it was mean as well. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, all right. that's a little so, too on brand, isn't it? One of the co-owners, yes it is, had blasted other coffee shops for neglecting to protect, quote, their black and trans employees and allow customers to enjoy coffee in a space that was not whitewashed. These people. You walk, you walk into Starbucks, are you gay? Get out of here. <laughs> so then what happens is now the two owners are facing similar allegations. So to make this long story short, some of the people that worked there um, had said, hey, you need to redistribute the company. No, I don't. They were demanding it. I demand all the way. Get out. <laughs> Everybody out. <laughs> so you demand you redistribute the company. Jeez. Yeah. And finally, they just couldn't afford to remain open. That's as you get to the end oh, of the story. Man. So there you go. Now we know what the plus stands for. Unemployed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, been talking a lot about the tragedy in Highland Park, Illinois. 
Now we have an update from Uvalde, David. Yeah, where a gunman killed 21 people at Robb Elementary School, including 19 children. New report. I saw this from uh, KVU, the ABC affiliate in Austin. New report from the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Center at Texas State University has done some digging, and they show that law enforcement responding to the Uvalde school shooting had three missed chances to slow the gunman before the fatal shooting. Um, And according to the report, this is the most disturbing part to me, there was a rifle-armed Uvalde officer sighted in to shoot the attacker before he got into the school. Where was he at? I guess he was across the street. Maybe he had been posted up at that uh, at the uh, uh, funeral home across the street. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, got him in his sights. Then asked for permission. And by the time he w- looked back, the shooter was gone. Jeez. He didn't take the shot. Okay. So, and we don't know exactly how long the shooter was outside the school. But it was for at least a couple minutes, and he's just firing shots at the school? Yeah. Well, that would be enough, wouldn't it? You would think that you wouldn't want to ask permission. You just do it. You've got the rifle. You've got him sighted in. He's in your crosshairs. Okay, and I don't know, because this report just came out, do we know then what that particular officer did after he saw the guy disappear? Uh, Let me see here. According to the report... A Uvalde officer armed with a rifle sighted in to shoot the gunman before he entered the school, but instead waited for permission from a supervisor. The report states that the officer turned to the supervisor to get confirmation about shooting the suspect, and that when he turned back to the shooter, he had missed his chance. The gunman was already inside the building. So at that point, is that when they ran into the school? So they go into the school, and as the report points out, they say the initial officers inside quote-unquote lost momentum after taking fire as more weapons including tear gas arrived officers could have tried to breach the classroom through sheetrock windows and other means Um, and they say while we do not have definitive information at this point it is possible that and i i read this as yeah probably that some of the people who died during this event could have been saved because, again, oh, yeah. waiting around for over an hour, that's a death sentence to anyone who's, who's been shot and is bleeding. Do you know, would this, been, would this have been one of the guys that had a bulletproof vest on? Oh, probably, yeah. I'm guessing so. Because that's what they had said initially. Right. The they, officers yeah. went in, they had bulletproof they vests, had but they didn't yeah. have other shields at the time. But they had bulletproof vests. So they lost momentum. How many, do we know how many went in the school initially after they had the guy in their sights, or at least this one guy? Well, they said it how was many cops like, went in? They said it was like nine. That was the report from a few weeks ago. They had multiple officers in there. And then within 20 minutes, they had a couple rifles and a shield. No excuse for any of this. It's inexplicable. Oh, my goodness. And... <laughs> As we've all said before, you can't imagine what those families are going through that lost people that day. And then it just gets more troubling the more information that comes out. It, in some ways, reminds you of Highland Park in that it's awful when you first hear the story. Then you hear, okay, the gunman had threatened to 
quote, kill everybody, meaning family. They call the cops. Cops come. They take away like 16 to 19 knives. Family doesn't press charges. There's no arrest. Dad calls and says, actually, they're my knives. I'd like to have them back. They were just in, well, the boy's room, even though he had tried to commit suicide within the last few months. had I was storing all my knives in his closet. Yeah. So the cops were, quote, familiar with this guy, but he's still able to get a gun. And Dad signs off on the Floyd card. So then if you're one of the grieving family members or friend of someone that was killed in Highland Park, it gets worse because you know this should have been prevented. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I when people are tossing out ideas for laws, things like this, I mean, whatever it is, I know that right now it's once again popular. We need to ban so-called assault weapons, blah, blah, blah. You hear all that. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. Um. So what next? And I do think a critical component, if there is, whether you want to call it a red flag law, which Illinois has, and obviously it didn't really do anything at, in this particular instance uh, in Highland Park, I think you got to start really talking about serious penalties for family members who, I don't know, call 911 for attempts on people's lives and then go ahead and vouch for the kid when he's applying for the permit to go get a gun. Well, yeah, I got to believe that dad's in trouble. I really do. <laughs> and with all of the talk over the red flag laws yeah. over the last few weeks, and again, you're thinking that the one fear you have is someone can make up a story about anybody, and all of a sudden yeah. someone can make the decision that person's not going to get a gun, right? right? In this case, I'm thinking pretty much, Everybody agrees there's no way that kid should have got a gun. Yet the, quote, red flag law that was so important didn't do anything. And people are scratching their heads today going, how in the world can that be? That's crazy. So you do feel like in some ways it's just political talking points and no one wants to talk about the real sorts of issues. Yeah. Well, it, really what it, what it comes down to is people are looking to fundraise off of it and campaign off of these tragedies because just as a basic matter of negotiation, when you're going out there weeping and wailing about wanting to take everybody's guns, right, mm-hmm. you got to realize that's not going to happen. What's next? What else do you want to do? Yes, just, agree. I, I mean, I can walk into my boss's office today and say, I want $10 million for a new contract <laughs> And I want to make another $15 million on top of that every year. Okay, that's not going to happen. Am I going to walk away? Am I going to try to find something else? Like, I mean, if I just say, no, it's $10 million or nothing, they're going to say, okay, well, it was nice knowing you. Right. No. And, of course, they'll never talk about if you're in possession of a gun illegally, which is most of the gun deaths in the United States, of harsher penalties, three to five years. Uh, people don't want to have that conversation. It's only to benefit them politically. It's all right, I know we got to get to other stuff. But with the court ruling on uh, ter- overturning Roe v. Wade, that also means they're going to take away your condoms and birth control <laughs> pills and foam. You won't be able to get anything anymore. Yeah. That's next. Yeah, okay. That's not hyperbole either. Of course. 
Okay. Uh, Democrats are wondering whether or not Biden is capable of the urgency that this moment demands. Who is saying that, by the way? Democrats uh, and people on the Hill, actually, are talking about Biden in this way. And we've been wondering when this turn was really going to happen. And it sure sounds like it because this information was laundered through CNN, which is pretty, uh, well, cozy with the Biden administration. This is also one of the funniest stories I've ever read. Okay. Because <laughs> it starts like this. Deborah Messing was fed up. <laughs> Good Lord. Here we go. Yes. The former Will and Grace star was among dozens of celebrity Democratic supporters and activists who joined a call with White House aides last Monday to discuss the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. The mood was fatalistic, according to three people on the call, which was co-organized by the advocacy group Build Back Better Together. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Messing said, I got Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why she was being asked to do anything at all. There doesn't even seem to be a point to voting, she says. Others wondered why the call oh, was I'm happening. I'm sorry, man. Am I am I yeah. missing it? Deborah Messing. Well, yeah. there was At a lot of point... jockeying going on for her endorsement, if you recall. Right. No, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> she was on a sitcom for a few years <laughs> that was popular, and then by demand they bring it back. Whatever. She's not even that big a star. Am I missing something? No, no, you're not oh. missing anything. No, you're not missing okay, all right. Just uh, making sure. That's uh, what's that's what's so ridiculous uh, about uh, all this. Deborah Messing, like many other celebrities and has been has a very overinflated sense of self-importance. Um, so that afternoon, though, participants, like Deborah Messing, got a follow-up email from the White House with a basic list of talking points and suggestions of Biden's speech clips to share on TikTok. <laughs> oh and the White House aides have time for this. Yeah, one, they really are children. Yeah, one member of Congress described the White House as rudderless, aimless, and hopeless. So you wonder if they are really going to turn on Biden, knowing that, I mean, come on, the guy's approval rating is generally in the 30s on average. I mean, this is just not working. No, but uh, there's one thing I want to know first. Yeah. What does Kathy Griffin think? (laughs) Right. (laughs) We got to get all these has-been redheads together. Uh, this is the only way I see it. What about that other lady from Suddenly Susan, right? What What does she think about it? Oh, that's one of the Arquettes. Yeah, that's a great question. That was Rosanna Arquette, right? I don't know. Yeah, that was Rosanna. They're all loopy, aren't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, Patricia, she's pretty loopy. David? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. There's Brooke Shields in Suddenly Susan. <laughs> what does Brooke Shields think? Brooke Shields wasn't in. She wasn't in that show, was she? Suddenly yeah. Susan. She was Susan. Oh, I thought you meant Desperately, Desperately Seeking, Seeking Susan. Susan. Ah. That was Madonna, wasn't it? And Roseanne Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. I thought you said a different show from the 80s. <laughs> I didn't Madonna see Suddenly she... Susan either. It's not over until Elmo withdraws his uh, endorsement Support. of Joe Biden, okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, Elmo's not feeling so good right now. He got vaxxed. (laughs) Sorry, too soon? (laughs) And a blood clot. (laughs) Muppets will never be the same. Elmo's never going to have kids, but it'll be all right.
No good. Elmo can't reproduce. Uh, you know what is the deadliest <laughs> land crossing in the world? I'll tell you about that. Much more coming up. Holy smoke. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We got like, it seems, a dozen stories to work in in yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah, we do. Uh, maybe we just go uh, light on the details and heavy on the headlines, I guess. Okay. Well, not a big surprise, I don't think. Uh, the border between the United States and Mexico has been ranked the deadliest land crossing in the world. Because of all the deaths there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and most are not reported. Was it just this year? Was the number 300? Dude. And, of course, this could be stopped if our government would let the world know. Can't come in anymore. Can't do it. Come across, we're going to send you back. Yeah, and it's it's not in the form of sternly worded letters or serious press conferences. It's in the form of showing people what happens. Man, oh, man. Wow. Oh, that number's been updated. Uh, so far, 493 deaths mm-hmm. among migrants seeking to enter the United States. Wow. And, of course, Biden and Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, the Dorcas, say, you know, looking for a more humane way to handle the border. Well, it's not working, obviously. What was the story you just picked up on, David? Gosh, it's infuriating. So a bunch of people, Beltway in D.C. area. Yeah. They uh, they block traffic because they're demanding that Biden declare a climate change emergency. Now there's this viral video now of a guy he's in his he's in his car and he says I'm a parolee I've got to get to work or they're going to send me back to jail. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking you open up one lane just let me through. And he's like yanking one of the banners out of the guy's hands and all that stuff and they won't move. The parolee winds up getting arrested. For what? And now these, well, on suspicion of assault or something. And I don't know. All I know is that that guy's life has has just been made a lot more difficult because of these green weenie losers. And they come out and they're like, oh, well, we'll testify on his behalf. Doesn't matter, dude. If that guy's really a parolee and he just got picked up by the cops because of your stupid-ass protest, you just made that guy's life hell. You know, man. Okay, I can't even say what I want to say. I don't want to lose a show for the three of us. This is what I would say. At some point in time, when these people go to block roads, um, you have to pick a moment in time where you actually have to walk out in front of a car. And then it has to take a group of cars to slow down and stop. You know, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But it's especially when you're looking at a mob situation. And, it, and you have, say it is a loved one of yours, say it's a wife, it's a daughter. What do you tell them to do if it was an angry mob? Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Explore it and get out. You've you yeah, got you to keep, keep going. Yeah, they're going to try to hurt you. Yes. Now, I the mean, green weenie people, are they going to hurt anybody? No, uh, probably not because they can't. They want get to. Get out of the road. Um, I what mean, do you like to protest? You're not in the road. They're going to the, the pick the wrong guy here eventually. It's going to be Michael Douglas. I mean... It's going to be all I wanted down? to do was go home. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I just want to be left alone. That's it. I want to go to work. What was the other story, David, before Robin's really most oh, done? Macy Gray. Yeah, she was oh, doing yeah. the singer, kind of washed up. I mean, I don't, I don't know if she's working currently. I don't know. But she did an interview with Piers Morgan, 
And the trans issue came up, and she said something like, just because you change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I played that yesterday. And so people are going after her, and she put out a statement that made me want to stand up and cheer. She said, all of you coming on my page threatening me and calling me names just because I said something you don't agree with, be whatever you want to be and F off. Good for her. Yeah. And I, I will say this, and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Uh-oh. Nah, see. No, she's right. Well, yeah, but you're not allowed. You know that. We are all allowed. Mm -hmm. We all need to do it more often. Mm -hmm. What was the name of her song? Beauty in the World or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. I played something for her. You did? That wasn't it, but that was... Okay. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day so far, David. Boy, we got a whole lot of things. I know, man. <laughs> getting tougher to pick. Uh, well, it looks like Democrats on Capitol Hill are getting very, very, very nervous about Joe Biden and uh, the prospects of him dragging down the entire party. I always love that it's never self-reflection. Hey, do you think we're getting a little too extreme with the whole abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy, the idea of grabbing everybody's guns after two years of historic gun sale numbers? Uh, do you think we're out of touch on the green weenie stuff? Border? No, it's it's Biden's fault. That's it. Everybody, everybody in Washington seems to have this mentality of things are happening to them. Man, oh man! All right, we got another news update to get to, and then the Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day coming up next. The Markley Van Camp Robbins Show. Jamie Markley. Yeah, I'm the Gen Xer. And the millennial is David Van Camp, and there's a the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Howdy. Trifecta coming up in just a few Robin Stop three stories of the day. A couple of things to get to. First of all, we are slaves to the Constitution. Yes. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a, that's a weird way of, of actually describing the thing that our nation was built on. But there's a law professor um, named Rosa Brooks. She's uh, with the Georgetown University Law Center. She blamed the U.S. Constitution for the Independence Day massacre in Highland Park, Illinois. Okay, here we go. I mean, we can't say, oops, it's the Russians' fault. They shouldn't have invaded us or, you know, oops, it's Al-Qaeda. This is us. This is 100% this is us, and it's because we are essentially slaves to a document that was written, you know, more than 230 years ago by a tiny group of white slave-owning <laughs> men. Then if I were you, I'd get the hell out. Yeah, I would go now. I'd leave today. Pack. That's what I'd probably do. Because it wasn't about a dad signing off on a FOID card for his kid that should have never had a gun. It has nothing to do with that. It's our fault. Because the founders were racist. That's what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, oh, that's exactly In this what land of said. no opportunity? None. But you're a professor. Yeah, how'd that happen? Okay. Yeah, go somewhere else. You know, and, and we cannot break out of the, you know, the bondage that we have imposed on ourselves from feeling like we, we have to. Everything by our Supreme Court is decided in reference to this ancient document. Yeah, I know. But as far as the bondage goes, you're untied. You can go. Go, go, go. Um, and I, well, I'm with the president when he says. Do it today. Yes. Yeah, Go today which is just not serving us well it is, it is it is causing enormous problems and enormous tragedies at this point okay i'm willing to get rid of that document 
It's just a piece of paper. What piece of crap network had that on? MSNBC, of course. Of course. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know, man. You get ripped on for saying, well, then go. That is just a weak argument to say we, we want to no, make it better. No, it's not really. I, mean, I think people have had enough. Hey, man, listen. It's like anything else, right? You can stand around and bitch about your job or you can quit and get another one. Same thing with your country. You don't want to live here. There's plenty of places that'll take you. No. I don't know the age of the professor there. Any ideas? Uh, I would guess 40s. 30s, 40s, late 30s, 30s 40s. 40s. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Just based on the tone. Okay. You got a lot of life left. Yeah. You can yeah, set up shop somewhere else instead of this tyrannical nation that you're living in. You could do it anytime. Actually, do it now. Yeah, do it now. Right. Belarus needs more nuts. They don't have enough. <laughs> Golly. And kids paying thousands and thousands of dollars to go. Nonsense. Yes. Yeah. That should be illegal. Okay. What was the other update, David? Uh, Gavin Newsom, the California governor, <clears throat> who is currently airing ads in Florida uh, <laughs> to convince Floridians to move back to California, even though thousands of people from his state are leaving for Florida every single year. Uh, he is vacationing right now in Montana. You don't say. I, I thought California had it all. Why would you leave California if it's so perfect? Well, he's vacationing in Montana, which also happens to be one of 22 states California has banned state-funded travel to over LGBT-related laws. So not only is he, is he a hypocrite, he's a bigot. Oh, my good, Putting your dollars there yeah. in that hateful state? I, I like how uh, his spokesperson is saying, well, you're misunderstanding and misrepresenting the intent of the law here. This is about spending tax dollars to that. All right, but, I mean, the governor, as the head of the state, as the chief executive of the state, isn't he setting a bad example by spending his own money going to Montana? Yes, Absolutely. I wish he went to what? Montana and went to the Dutton Ranch and spent a couple of days with Rip. What? Gosh dang it. Did you just read my mind? <laughs> Did you think that too? I was yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. and if you don't know the show Yellowstone, you yeah. won't get the reference. But while you're there, I hope our friend Rip Wheeler has a nice conversation <laughs> with you. Too. It would do the country a lot of good. Take a little trip to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your top three stories yeah. of the day? All right, let's, let's do this, Mr. Robbins. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I want to start a band called Rip Wheeler. All right, Scott <laughs> Robbins, the trifecta, his top three stories of the day, every day at this time. Helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Uh-huh. Casey. Hi, buddy. Say it again. Hi, buddy. I'm ready. He's ready to go. Three. Okay, what's three? Uh, number three, Kamala Harris tried to calm some nervous minds and hearts in Highland Park after the tragedy there on July 4th. Yeah, the world salad queen made an appearance. She's amazingly bad at this. It really is something. This is really something. You have a hurting community, and you're bringing in her to try to mend or, or help show empathy towards them from this administration. And this is the nonsense you get from her. 
It really is something. And it's incredible how bad she is at this. Oh, I want for you that you hold each other tight as a community. Uh, this is a, an incredibly tight community. I know that. And um, there is no question that this experience is something that is going to linger in terms of the trauma. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward, all agreeing that we got to be smarter as a country in terms of who has access to what, and in particular assault weapons. Uh. And um, we got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. That's a tour de force. Ooh, buddy. And we'll deal with what we need to deal with in terms of also as we move forward. It is breathtakingly remarkable that she has been at this game for as long as she has and still has no idea how to play it. None what's no natural skill at all. No, and I would ask the question, you wonder how did she get to where she's at? But well, then I know, you know exactly exactly how. Yes. We'll start with Willie Brown. <laughs> but my goodness, that does not make you a good vice president. No. But that's what happens when you are only interested in checking boxes. That's it. Wow, man. That's it, and this is what you end up with. You gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Unbelievable. Just so bad at this. Yeah. There is a future there. In what? I feel it. Children's books. I mean, somebody's got to replace Dr. Seuss. Oh, you know, she's done that too, though, hasn't she? Well, I'm just, that is very Dr. Seuss-esque. It kind in of my... gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Yeah. Seriously, the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to number one. It's the Scott Robbins yeah, trifecta, yeah, his yeah. top three stories of the day, up to number two. two. Thank you. Number two, uh, some satire writer on Twitter put out a fake statement attributed to Donald Trump in which yeah. Trump goes after Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan said he didn't want him on his podcast. And uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, again, it's all, it's fake, but people were taking it seriously. Yeah, it was a hell of a story I woke up to this morning, though, when I saw that yeah. one. I'm like, what is this? Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States, hearing that lion Joe Rogan doesn't want me on his podcast. He said he was asked more than once to have me on. Lies! He asked me many times, but I said no. He would be lucky to have America's greatest president as a guest. I would be a record-setting interview and smart business move from Spotify. Lion Joe would have second-rate president gutless Ron DeSantis on instead. Low-rated show, all caps. He never did it. This is fake. Fake, fake, fake. Okay, who ran with that? Everybody. Really? Was all over the place. Wow. Woke up this morning, Trump rips Joe Rogan. I'm like, what is this? No, it's not true. None of it is. I will say, it, it did have me hook, line, and sinker for the first half of it. You know, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, David. I did, I did too. I'm like, Trump, really? Come on, man. Yeah. Don't do this. Right? Turns out he didn't. Okay. 
Can you tell me where you saw it? Sometimes we're looking at the same spots. I did not see that. I saw it on a couple of different sites this morning. I don't. I can't recall exactly which wow. ones. But I saw it on a couple of different sites when I got up. <laughs> I wonder where they thought it was from. <laughs> well, it oh, looked, it's hilarious. It looked official. Let's run with it. But it never happened. Never happened. Okay. Now, on never with the countdown. Happened. All right. The Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three stories. And finally, yes. one. Um, number one, an NBC presidential historian invents a reason why the Highland Park killer was in Wisconsin. That's right. NBC News uh, presidential historian, Michael, is it Bachloss? Bachloss, yeah. That, Bachloss? He's a nut. I mean, what? he really is a nut. He floated a theory as to why the gunman would have initially fled to Wisconsin. Why? So why would he do that? Well, according to Michael, he knows why. Tweeted out, any possibility that Highland Park person drove to Wisconsin after yesterday's atrocity in the knowledge that Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges after shootings there? <laughs> I mean, is, how nuts is that? <laughs> okay, okay. Now, um, go if, ahead. if you're caught in Wisconsin, you would still be tried in Illinois. Do you have any idea how any of this well, works? Any of it? Well, also, well, to I mean, compare to Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. really shows what, what an idiot you are. What is wrong with you, man? What's that guy's name again? Michael Beschloss. Yeah, Beschloss. He, he also tweeted out last night uh, that, you know, Wednesday is the 18 months to the day since January 6th. And everybody's like, okay, so? And? <laughs> what? Okay. What's the significance of that? Is that how long you've been sober? I, I don't understand. Listen, man, with the red flag laws, I understand the hesitancy. Uh, but I'm ready to put one up for that guy. Because you tweet something like that out, you should never have a gun. I'll say that. No. <laughs> I think he went to Wisconsin because that's what happened with Rittenhouse. Because it's like the same thing. Guy's parents... Except it's nothing even in the same universe. I think the guy's parents Idiot. would turn off the internet in his room at nine o'clock. Wow! And there you stay have off it. of it. Golly! Wow, that was something. Thanks, nice, Casey. Nice trifecta there, Mister Robbins. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome, buddy. Still got uh, Nimrods in the news to get to, and a news update. Another one, man. We could do it like four stories before Nimrods. We can fit it in. Coming up in just a few. It's really been an honor for me. All right, buddy. Goodbye. See ya. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Probably heard the Highland Park parade shooter confessed, at least according to prosecutors. Robbins has said, well, no need to waste time. No, do it now. That's it. Yep. Bye. Done. Gotta go. A news update, David Van Camp. So Western governments are trying to go all in on green energy, even though green energy cannot support our way of life. You're talking about mass starvation and death if you get rid of fossil fuels. It the infrastructure is not Period. there. Period. The end. Millions of people die sure. as a result of this. Uh, Europe is learning this the hard way after, you know, Russian, after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Germany's firing up coal plants. France is begging the United States to pump more oil. Well, the European Union just did something hilarious. So they've been debating, uh, you know, investment uh, ESG rankings. ESG <laughs> is basically the, the social credit score that it's environmental, social, governmental, or governance, whatever, 
The and, evil that's undoing the world. Yeah, basically, it's it's companies uh, and countries can be rewarded with more cash based on their ESG score. So mm-hmm. if you buy into a bunch of the left-wing nonsense, you get more money. That's it. So they're debating how to categorize different sources of energy and whether or not investments in these industries would hurt or help their ESG score. Well, now they realize that they're in a real pinch with natural gas. So you know what they just labeled natural gas? As green energy. What? what? <laughs> no way! Come on, man. Yeah, by the way, now now gas is green energy, according to the U- European Union. Now, I guess it's not finalized. I mean, this thing takes a long time to put together, but, uh, but it looks wow. like this is going to be it. Like they've they've got enough votes from member nations that it it won't matter. It that's going to be officially the thing that that gas is now a green energy. Jeez, how many <laughs> times have people on the right brought up natural gas to be shouted down yeah. by the green people? But now we've evolved on that scene. And now uh, natural gas um, identifies itself as green energy. Exactly. And it's all very fluid. You can be whatever you want to (laughs) be. And right now natural gas wants to be green, so it is. Yes. Different pronouns. They said, "Well, it's, you know, it's it's not as dirty as coal, so we're going to count it as as climate friendly." Golly! Oh man! Uh, before we get to Nimrods, oh, I got to make this fast. Um, this was a clip. He said this several times, but you'll remember this. And by the way, it's going to sound bizarre. I support the Second Amendment. Sure, you do. You have a right. But from the very beginning, the Second Amendment didn't say you can own any gun you want, as big as you want. You couldn't buy a cannon when, in fact, the Second Amendment passed. Just wanted to mention Hank Williams Jr. fired his Civil War cannon on the 4th of July. <laughs> of course he did. I want to mention that to David because he's still looking to get himself a cannon. He's been looking at different sales. Uh, but haven't pulled the trigger yet, as they say, David. Uh, no, they have. No, they have not. Okay. Let us know, though, because that's going to be a big party. I'm coming to his house. All right, let's get to Nimrod. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. You'll say, hey, wait a second. Does this really sound like a scene out of Caddyshack? There's New Hampshire. Big public outdoor pool. They're expecting a full pool 4th of July. You know that. Oh, yeah. But uh, some pranksters apparently broke in the night before, and somebody dropped the deuce right in the pool. Oh, no. It had to be shocked and treated and closed for the day. Oh, man. So the police say they're not going to bother testing the deposit to determine anything else. They're just going to trust it was what it was, and that's Nimrod's in the news.